0: Um, she's here for a haircut. So go ahead and shut that door, Jim. Uh, and those of you are, if I look up here, I'm looking at the people online, so don't think I'm ignoring you. I do know you're here. Um, I am Dr. James. I've been in clinical work since 1980. Uh, and I say that, and that sounds like a very short period of time, really. When I say that in front of my kids, they look at me with glazed eyes. Um, I'm trained in herbology, nutrition, iridology, kinesiology, hand and foot reflexology, th- three forms of massage therapy, laseropathy. It, it just goes on and on. And the reason I've gained the degrees that I've gained is because if I have a patient that comes to me and I'm unable to help them with the, the information that I have, I go out and seek more information until I'm able to help everyone that seeks my help. My herbal formulas are the result of, of helping people. In fact, can I tell a little story? I was when I first began. I was I was at s- school. It took me took me quite a while to find out where I could get the education I wanted. Um, the uh, The education I wanted to be able to ed- be educated in herbology and nutrition and that kind of stuff. And at the time that at the time when I was seeking that information, there wasn't very many herbalist colleges around. In fact, there was none in the United States. There was one in Canada and Europe that I found. So, obviously, I went to the one in Canada. So, my uh, my education, uh, when I was up there, I had a professor. Her name was Ella Burznick. She was about this tall. And she had the personality of a drill sergeant. You know, she was Latvian. She, well, t- she. T- if you ask her a question, she told you exactly what she thought. It, it, you know, there was no painting it rosy or nothing like that. She just told you how it was. So I found myself um, admiring her because I really admire people that say what they think. Well, she said, James, you know what you ought to do? And this was toward the latter part of my education. And she, I said, no, what should I do? She says, you need to get a, a van and make house calls. Really? Okay. Why? She says it makes more sense. You don't have any overhead. You get a route. You go around, see people. They don't have to come to you. So I did that for quite some time. In fact, I got a, I had a uh, ice cream truck. Uh, well, basically it was an old, an old postal truck, um, and I go from house to house. And then it got to the point where more and more people were needing to see my services and see me. So I, I ended up getting an office. But as a result of seeing patients. My formulas grew out of that. It wasn't that I thought, well, I'm an herbalist now and I'm going to make an herbal formula to compete with all the other herbal formulas out there. I'm going to make it better. It was never my intent to make herbal formulas to compete with the marketplace. My herbal formulas were to help patients and help people. So I I had two formula books. I had book, book one and book two. So when I went in to see people I had book 1 <coughs> and on page 3 the second one down was a formula so the formula that I made was 132 and then it had the ingredients okay and that's the way I kept track of my formulas and as in the records I put down I had 123 in their fo- in in their regime to get better Well, as time went on, these formulas began to uh, come together as far as an arthritic formula and a urinary tract formula and a memory formula and different things like that to where they no longer had, they were in the book, but it was no longer uh, a whole bunch of arthritic formulas and a whole bunch of other formulas uh, for like um, uh, prostate disorders. They began to become one formula. Okay? Okay. And as I, so then we decided, okay, instead of marketing them as as 247-1, as uh, uh, which was in book one, page 42, uh, formula one, we had to come up with names. So I get my kids together. I have 11 children. And I get them together and I say, okay, this is what this formula does. And I get their suggestions. We had a formula that's called Lax. We have a formula called Bladney. We have a formula called Phlegm up. I wanted to name phlegm up Hawk and Spit. But nobody nobody would ew, daddy, ew, yep. Now they want to name it Hawk and Spit. My own dear mother said, no, 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 no. You don't nobody would buy that because of the name Hawk and Spit. But that's basically it'd bring phlegm up out of the out of the lungs. So my formulas were the result of working with patients. It wasn't the result of of just going to the marketplace and saying, well, Nature's Way has this product, so I'm going to make one to compete with it. I don't care about that. And then I found that, as I would make house calls, I would, uh, I found that people would only do herbal teas about two weeks. They they started complaining about the sticks and the twigs and the leaves in the sink and, and having to brew the tea and make the water hot and all that kind of stuff. So, I tried extracts, and extracts, they would always forget them. Well, it's in the wrong place. It's not in the refrigerator. It's not, in my, it's not with me, so they wouldn't take them regularly. Americans swallow pills. So I began to encapsulate. Well, how many of you have ever in, tried to encapsulate? How, have you ever tried to encapsulate, take them apart? You want to know how to encapsulate? Who wants to know how to encapsulate the right way? I used, to, I used to take the end and I'd make a little funnel and I'd try to get it packed. There's an easy way to do that. We have a, The best way to do it is in a bowl that's fairly small with kind of a rounded edge. Okay? And then you take the herb and you put it in the bottom of the bowl. You mound it up. Then you take that capsule... And you take the big end and you just hold hold it in your fingers and then tap the open end down into the powder. Just tap it into the powder and it fills itself up. In fact, you can put more powder in a capsule that you encapsulate yourself than a pharmaceutical-grade machine. Okay? Which is pretty impressive. I used to make house calls. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) And I would look at my patient load the next day. And I'd go home and I'd make formulas for my patients so that I would have what they need. I can only do 85 capsules an hour. I know. So I'd hurriedly make the capsules I needed. Then I went to an encapsulator that would do 24 at a time. Then I went to one that did 100. And then one that did 300 at a time. Now we have one that does 40, 40, 45,000 an hour. Which is a pharmaceutical grade capsule encapsulate machine, but you can encap let's say you want to encapsulate golden seal or or ginger or something like that buy the powder and encapsulate it yourself it's a wonderful experience and you just tap it down in don't take it all the way out but just kind of tap it down in then if you want a real full, take the the end that's a little smaller and tap it down in there and Fill it up, push it up. You can make them just as hard as you can be just by hand. It's a lot of fun to do that. Now, I would much rather talk with you than at you. So if I look up here, I'm talking to the people, the seven or eight people that are on the Internet. And I'm going to, I want to deal with your specific questions about herb and nutrition. Anything's, anything's up for grabs today, because I'd just as soon deal with your questions and your uh, problems. Um, are there any questions? Does Jessica have any any questions online, Jim? Okay. <coughs> yes. Can you explain to us about the pH factor and its relationship to cancer? Boy, you're a very educated man. <laughs> Uh, I will give you the information that I, that I have and that I know and that the information that I've gotten and used from experience. There is a scale, of, and it's called the pH scale, which actually means the potential for hydrogen, pH, potential for hydrogen. And it goes from 0 to 14. We, we should live in the middle around 7 to 8. 8. Okay? That's where we should live. Mold, fungus, bacteria, cancer, all of that live in this area. Below 7.2, actually. 7.2, as far as I'm concerned, if somebody has cancer or something terrible that's very aggressive, they need to be above 7.2. Now, there's many ways to check pH. You can check blood pH. You can check urine pH. You can check oral pH. I prefer urine pH because it tells me the fluids that are coming off the body. Unless you have oral cancer, I'm more concerned about urine pH, okay? Um, 7.2 is a magical number. Now, how do we get, most people that come to see me are down around 5. Most people, I'd say 90% of the people that come see me are at 5, the cheapest, fastest, way to change your pH is adding a teaspoon of baking soda per gallon of water and drinking a gallon of water a day. or for every 40 pounds of weight, if you're 80 pounds, you only need two quarts. So for every 40 pounds, one quart, okay of water. Hydrogen potential of hydrogen. Why? Why do we have so many cancers today and we didn't before? is because our refined diet, the diets that we have today are so acidic. Stress is acidic. Okay, do you have any other questions about pH? No. Did I answer that? Yes, thank you. Okay. All, excuse me, all alternative health care arts that deal with cancer or are successful alkalize the body. A raw diet like Ann Wigmore's protocols all alkalize the body. Alkaline, so it the smaller the number, the more acidic. Because it's the potential for hydrogen. So the, the, more, the bigger the number, the more hydrogen we have in our body. Okay? So that's confusing. And that, that's why salt is good, because it's uh, acid Well, it's not actually an anti-acid. Okay? But it is alkaline. Okay? Generally, when people say they have an, they have an acid indigestion... It's the combination of diet that causes that. When you have a person that eats, when you eat protein, concentrated protein, concentrated protein has an environment that it has to have in the stomach in order for us to absorb it and utilize the nutrients. The environment that concentrated protein requires is a pH between 1 and 2. That's normal. It's not, I mean, that's the way we were made. In order to digest protein, now the only concentrated protein, the only thing I consider concentrated protein is meat, fish, eggs, and cheese. That's concentrated protein. There may be other foods that have protein, but it's not concentrated protein. So a pH between 1 and 2, okay? Starch... I got all kinds of colors, so I like to use them. Concentrated starch is digested in an environment between six point five and seven. Okay. So the problem with with a refined diet is that we do a lot of protein and we do a lot of starch. When you put those in the same meal, they fight. Not enough acid to digest the protein, not enough alkaline enzymes to digest the starch. So, acid indigestion is generally the combination of these two foods in the stomach at the same time. You've done the experiment or seen it as a kid. You put soda and vinegar together, and they boil up. <coughs> well, what that is, is the vinegar would be the environment. For the meat digestion, you put that in there and stir it up, it's not going to do anything, it's fine. Or you put soda in water and stir it up, it's going to be fine. But when you put them together, it just bubbles and bubbles and bubbles. And that's what we classify as acid indigestion, when in reality, it's a conflict between acid alkaline, acid alkaline, acid alkaline, because the body keeps trying to digest the starch. So it puts in alkaline enzymes, it tries to digest the protein, so it puts in acidic. Uh, enzymes and digestive enzymes do you understand so acid indigestion is an improper diet which contains concentrated star concentrated protein concentrated starch uh, in fact, if we have some food combining charts uh, jim let's let's hand those out There is one other category there's one other category ca- that's called the the neutral the neutral category. And the neutral category, and we'll go over what's in these categories, can be digested between 1 and 7. So it's obvious that if you're going to eat concentrated protein, you should combine it with the neutral category because the pH is correct. Okay. If you're going to eat concentrated starch, you don't add it here, you can eat it here. Okay. Meat, fish, eggs, and cheese, breads, pasta, I mean, um, beans, peas, lentils, potatoes, all the fruit. Mm -hmm. Salads are in the neutral category, in the vegetables. So if you're going to eat meat, have meat and... Don't have meat and potatoes, have meat and vegetables, or meat and salad. Now, I'm not preaching total vegetarianism, but I can tell you, you can tell right now whether you have too much protein in your diet, whether you eat too much protein. (coughs) In your fingernail, and I'm sure it's not blue, there's a little moon right next to the cuticle. Those should only exist in your thumb and your first finger. If they go clear over to your little finger, you eat way too much protein. Okay? Now, how much protein do we need? You know, they're always saying protein. Protein does a body good. Protein, protein, protein. When we were taught in school the basic four food groups... It was an advertising campaign by the Meat and Dairy Association. The basic four food groups was an advertising campaign put out by the Meat and Dairy Association. It had nothing to do with truth. In fact, I, I bet you've met people that have been educated outside the United States and they just can't wrap their head around it. Now they have the, the food pyramid, and that makes just as much sense because it, it was written by the agricultural department, and they have no clue either, okay? The reality is this chart right here, okay? Now, the difference between a starch and a carbohydrate, you need to understand that. A, a starch, somebody up front, I keep hearing the door go. Okay? The difference between a starch and a carbohydrate, a starch came out of the ground off a tree, out of, off of a bush. It's, it's, it's good. A carbohydrate has been processed. Brown rice, starch, white rice, carbohydrate. Wheat, starch, white flour, carbohydrate. Okay? And the interesting thing about that is each one of these groups renders certain calories per gram. Concentrated starch renders one calorie per gram. But if you process it and you make it a carbohydrate, it renders four calories per gram. Why? Because it got rid of all the starch, all the fiber and all the bran and all that. That's why the laxative industry is so big in America. Is because we don't have any roughage in our diet. And now you hear everybody has a gluten intolerance and all that kind of stuff. Okay, Do you have any questions, Jessica, that people are... Let's go through some of those, okay. unless there's some questions here. <coughs> um, my 14-year-old daughter has an abscess, and the dentist wants to pull her tooth. Can you give me another option? I can. Okay, there are, there are some things you can do. Abscess is a very uh, common thing. The, the first thing they want to do is give you an antibiotic, and before they'll ever pull the tooth, they'll give them an antibiotic um the best thing to do is oil pulling oil pulling is where you take a, a tablespoon of oil and you swish it gently th- in and out of your teeth like like gargling instead of down your throat but it's pulling it in and out between your teeth okay i have also at times put a drop of clove oil in that in that oil also this actually detoxifies the the sinus the gums and then there's a formula called FECTION that that absolutely will take care of uh, those type of problems. FECTION. Along with uh, minerals, PM minerals. Those two formulas need to be used. But oil pulling will take the pain away. These two will keep it from coming back. Also, if it's... If it's close to the surface and you can see the white, you know, the, the whiteness of the abscess, sounds terrible, take a real clean needle and just lance it. It don't hurt. It don't hurt. Hardly at all because there's very few nerves in our gums. And then when you drain that pressure, it's gone. The pre- our teeth are, the reason our teeth hurt is our teeth are pressure sensing machines. They just sense pressure. That's all they do. If you take the pressure off, then the pain goes away. And then there's time to to solve the problem. Okay? Anything else? Um, Yes, there's another one. My mother is living with me. She is 92 years old, doing well, but she is starting to show signs of Alzheimer's. Is there something I can do to slow the effects or possibly reverse them? Well, I have six elements of health myself to help people understand and that deals with one of the six nobody knows what to eat and we've talked a little bit about that pH is critical okay. and the next one are food additives okay. food additives are, are all over and our- fail to realize that they are degrading to our health we believe that there's some magical protection agency out there that protects us from those type of things they don't. There are a class of chemicals in food which are food additives. Now, one of the food additives that, that is very common is called MSG, monosodium glutamate. Now, when I mention that, a lot of times people say, oh, I don't use monosodium glutamate. It gives me a headache. You still use monosodium glutamate if you eat food products. Because monosodium glutamate is hidden in other words, okay? Hidden in other words, um, like natural flavors. You know, we, we go to the grocery store and we start reading labels and we think, oh, wow, it's got natural flavors, that's cool. I can name a lot of things that are natural that you would never want to put in your mouth. I, when I began writing this book about the wisdom of wellness that, that dealt with the, the six elements of health, I had all that information ready to put in this book. And then I realized, that's nasty. It's gross. Why would I want to tell them what red dye is made out of? They want that information that can go to the Internet. Why would I want to tell them what natural flavors are made out of? Because I wouldn't want somebody to read the book and go, ooh, yuck, and set it down, and then pick it up again. Ooh, yuck, and set it down. If you're interested, go check the Internet. That's why I left it out of this book because I want it to be a reference. Excitotoxins are what these are called. Excitotoxins. Another thing that excitotoxins do is that there's a nerve with a shape. It's kind of like a a lock and key. (coughs) Excuse me. Now, in order to turn that nerve on, we have to have an articulating surface that matches. Do you understand? Like a lock and key monosodium glutamate overstimulates the nerves and it actually kills the nerve by the time alzheimers parkinsons and those type of neurological problems show up 80% of the nerves have been destroyed so it's critical that they stay off of the excitotoxins and those that are online go to health and weight loss clinic Slash downloads, and you can get this information. Those that are here in the classroom that would like that, we will get that to you also. Okay. Any questions here before we continue with any on the internet? Is it totally possible to eat a diet or, uh, that it's totally good for you? I mean, Absolutely. A, I mean, I, I try to steal it from restaurants and places because they have additives. and I know because I get headaches. Or, Stuff like that, so I don't go back. But I'm sure I some of those. And that's what this this whole facility is dedicated to do is help educate people understand what what and how to stay away from things. We have a cook cooking class about every other week. Uh it's I know that there's people that eat out constantly that stay away from this. you just need to know what direction you have to go. Okay. But Eliminating that from your life is critical. If there's any Alzheimer's, there's also a, in this program a way to rebuild <coughs> the damage. It takes A, C, and E. That's why anti- antioxidants are so important. But the but the ceasing of eating those those uh, excitotoxins are critical. Have you you remember? I don't know if they still do it. I don't watch TV. It used to there used to be a potato chip company that would say I bet you can't eat one. Do you remember that commercial? Mm-hmm. You know, when I was a kid, I'd i say Ah yeah I can eat one, so I eat one. 20, 30 minutes later, I found myself right in the bag, you know. And I think, well, how that how'd that happen? I have enough willpower. Well, when in reality they they had these chemicals that actually call to you, and they're called flavor enhancers. They're things that uh, make nasty food taste better, and pretty soon you become addicted to it. So most all neurological problems need to people need to quit taking and eating those type of chemicals, additives, and, uh, which is another one. Food uh, food products, and in, in food products also have colors and dyes. Red dye is an angry color. Makes people ADD and ADDH. You take the, those people off of colors, and the, their attitudes improve significantly. What else do you have, Jessica? Um, my eye doctor says that I am starting to so my left eye, I already have surgery on my right eye. Can I do something naturally to prevent this? You can get rid of it. You can get rid of it. Let me write these down. We talked a little bit about food. We talked about uh, pH. We talked about food additives. And why food products are so bad for us. Okay, that's where we're at. Okay, the eye. The eye is a very slow to regenerate uh, system. You've got an eye, and at the front of it, you've got a you've got a, uh, a lens. Okay. Now that lens is like layer upon layer upon layer upon layer of of membranes. Okay, now what happens as you you build this one toward the inside and then the top one sloughs off. What happens is the the fluid inside begins to have things in it that the next layer is a little milkier instead of clear, okay <coughs> Excuse me, and then the next one's a little- cl- a little rough. So as these slough off and and um, not so crisp and clear lens material is built, you begin to have a, a cataract. Okay? In order to get rid of that, let's say right now today we cleared up the health of the eye, and the next ones are going to be built, are going to be clear. It's still going to take some time for that to to grow out. Okay? There's an herbal formula called eye bright. not the herb eye bright, it does have eye bright in it, helps clear up the fluid in the eyes so that the membranes are built crisp and clear. It's kind of like you take a, a roll of cellophane and you can see right to the cardboard center, can't you? Take paper, uh, wax paper, you can't see through that. So it's not that that bad, but after a while it builds up a, what's called a cataract, okay? Because the material, this, the layers are getting um, darker, okay? And it takes a while to, to do that. If she has a cataract, normally I notice within six months, normally people come see me and they've just been to the doctor and the, doc, and the doctor says, oh my goodness, you're getting a cataract. I want to check you again in six months. And it generally has been my experience within six months, the doctor either scratches his head and can't figure out why it's gone or scratches his head again and says, it's getting better. So it takes a period of time. And I'd recommend if there is a cataract, six a day. Until the doctor says, wow, you're doing so much better. Okay. Any questions about that or anything else? Okay. Yes. You you recommend... Buying organic fruits and vegetables? That's a very good question. Very good question. Let's talk about organics. Uh, I see uh, stores going toward organics. Why organics? Well, first off, organic is a word that protects us from genetically modified plants. Why genetically modified is bad? Well, I figure the individual that made plants knew exactly what he was doing. And he doesn't need us fussing around with his process. And just because we can do it doesn't mean that it's a good idea. So to splice antibiotics into uh, tomatoes, uh, it doesn't make sense. To put Roundup in certain oils, uh, seed oils, so that they will resist uh, bugs is the wrong direction. So the word organic saves us from... Well, it protects us from knowing that the food we're eating that says organic is not genetically modified. That's number one. Okay, number two is in order for a plant to have grown um, without insecticides, without pesticides, without that kind of stuff, it had to have come from good, healthy soil. Now, good, healthy soil is really important. For instance, you can look in the Nutritional Almanac, and it says that, Onions have iodine in them. Only if the soil had iodine in them. So it's important that we have good, healthy um, soils. So organic soils mean that a lot of things have been put back into that. So organics are, to me, are very uh, nice because it protects us from genetically modified stuff. Now we we'll think we think well if I can't get or if I can't get organic I'm not going to eat. That's foolishness. You need to understand that 30 30% of all meat in America has significant dioxins or chemicals, 30%. Now if it's organic, we know that it doesn't have that. Okay? Now Plants and vegetables and nuts and seeds are down here at 6. So if I was going to make a choice on where I'm going to cut my budget, okay, I would have a tendency to want to eat more organic meat and realize that there's less of a risk here with fruits because what happens is they can't absorb it. The fats in the animal actually concentrate it. Let's say they eat inorganic, they eat inorganic f- feed and it concentrates the dioxins in the meat. So it's, there's a big difference. So if your choice is to try to really be strict with something, don't be strict with vegetables. Be more strict with meat. Okay? Now I'm saying you can still be strict with vegetables, there's just more concern about meat. Okay, very good question, thank you. What was, what was that one? Um, I have another question. Yes. Um, I would like to get back in shape, and I'd like to know a nice way of easing myself into it. Well, first, <laughs> uh, that's also another of the six elements. Um, you need to realize that exercise is important, but it needs to be the proper type of exercise. The reason exercise to me is so important, we'll just talk on this page here. Um, Exercise is acidic, and I don't like acidic things in the body. Let's say, for instance, somebody has a bad illness or even cancer. I don't want that body to change, acidity. Now, there are good forms of exercise, and there's better forms. All exercise is good. But there's some that are better. The best form of exercise is called a rebounding exercise. These little mini trampolines. Those little mini trampolines are by far the best form of exercise there is. And the reason is because done properly, it's not acidic. That's number one for me. I have a list of like 30 advantages. Detoxifies the lymphatics. Hey, you got an illness... You want to detoxify the lymphatics. It stimulates our own stem cell production. You've heard of stem cell therapy? Well, why not have it in our own body? It stimulates that. The bone marrow to produce cells that go around the body and heal the body, stem cells. Okay? If you go into a gym and you want to exercise your entire body, you have to use every one of those machines. Every one of them, if you want a whole body workout. This exercises the whole body clear down to the cellular level. The nice thing about rebounding exercises with just a little bar on front, I can have people that are in walkers or wheelchairs that can stand assisted exercise. Or the gym rat. No gym rats in there. Here is there? That's my affectionate term gym rats. Okay? Now if you come home from the gym and you're sore, you know that ache? What's what's the the personal trainer say? No pain no gain. Well, I don't like that. You go home and you bounce gently or if they have one of the rebounders at the gym, bounce gently, and it'll take the soreness out of the muscles. Then you get the advantage of being in the gym without the acidic nature. Okay? But don't you have to have one of those rebounders with uh, piano springs instead of the steel springs? Piano springs? Mm-hmm. There are there are right springs and there are wrong springs. A right spring, a left spring, and a right spring. No. Uh, you have a spring that is straight. That's a wrong spring. Okay? Your spring that you want needs to be barrel shape. The bounce should be It shouldn't have a bottom. A bottom. I have, <clears throat> I have a bad one out front and I have a good one. And you just get on the bad one first and then you realize it has a bottom to it. Part of the advantage of rebounding exercise is that it takes a shock out of the joints. And then you get on the good one and you realize, wow, it doesn't really have a bottom. And that's because of the springs. So the springs are very important. Good, thank you. Okay, what else do you have, Jessica? I see you back there with lots of questions. Yes, there are many online. Would you, do you want another one? Sure. Okay. My son has icky icky boils all over. Can I get rid of those so he won't be to use at school? Oh, my heart goes out to kids like that. Um, let me write exercise down here, and then we'll we'll get to that. I had a patient, tell a little story, had a patient that came to see me. I'd treated the family for years, and they were a pretty clean, healthy family. They didn't, you know, they tried to eat right, they tried to do good things. this little kid had warts everywhere. I thought, well, let's look at his blood. So we did dry blood analysis and found out that this kid was full of heavy metal. You just couldn't figure out, why is this little kid full of heavy metal? You know, it's one of those questions you have to just set aside because you really don't know. So I started, and this kid was a good kid. He He was good about taking his herbs, and, you know, he was really good. So I put him on an herbal formula called detoxylation. And he was, I think, about six or seven. And, um... I wasn't even I wasn't even treating the warts, okay? I wanted to get the heavy metal out of this kid. okay There are several other ways to treat warts, but as we got rid of the heavy metal, the warts went away. Now, if you have an occasional wart, if you use duct tape on it and starve it, it has to have oxygen, it'll die. okay? There are some other things you can do for warts but heavy metals would be the first thing that I would get out of the system. Okay, heavy metals. Thank you. Okay, we got we got five out of the six. The other one I'm going to just, because nobody's asking any questions, to get to it. Actually, we have a question online, I think be you go fun. right ahead, young lady. I'll uh, just as soon answer their question than me. <laughs> that free. I thought we were supposed to have some. How can I do this delicately? <laughs> I'll do it this way. Good question, and thank you for asking for it. Your brain. Your brain. how, how much oil do you think is in your brain? Take a guess. 58 sounds good. Add some to that. Add. 80%. 80%. 80%. Our brains are 80% oil. The myelin sheath, the neurological system, is made up from oil. Now, does it make any sense to have a fat-free diet? Absolutely not. We need good oil, not bad oil. We need good oil. And knowing the difference between good oil and bad oil is really significant. Now, they say fat-free diet for helping with... (coughs) Woke up this morning, have to take my own herbs. A fat-free diet doesn't feed and nourish the nervous system. So anyone that has neurological degradation needs good dietary oil. What is good dietary oil? Avocado. The avocado comes out of the food. Absolutely wonderful. I mean, we're in the great Southwest. We ought to eat a lot of avocado, right? Okay. There are other other foods. Coconut. 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 i will to tell you a real quick story. We just have a few more minutes. Coconut oil used to be our major oil in America, and then the World War II happened, and we lost the Philippines. So because we were unable to get coconut oil into the kitchens in America, the seed industry ramped up their production. Woo-hoo! A real boon for them. But then they realized it's not going to last very long because we're going to win the war and Philippines are going to be free and then coconut oil is going to come back and take our market. So they commissioned a study and they, the study was to prove that coconut was no good. Thank you. Their study, you know how studies are, ooh, that's really cold. Excuse me. The, co- the, the, the study was to, to prove coconut oil was no good. And they proved it, that it caused coronary blockage, it caused heart problems, it was just terrible. And we've worked under that assumption for many, many years. Well, on looking at it at some depth and looking through the report they did something to that oil before they ever did the test. They hydrogenated it. They took good, wonderful oil and poisoned it by putting hydrogen in it like margarine and Crisco and different things like that. Coconut oil, by far, is the best oil you can possibly use. In fact, I'm a doctor. I'm telling you, fry food in coconut oil regularly. You need oil. You need three you need three to five tablespoons a day. That's a lot of oil. What about olive oil? Olive oil is a good choice if it is unrefined. But organic virgin hundred, um, well, organic organic only means that the olives were not genetically modified. The word extra virgin is good, but it's gotta say unrefined. Well <coughs> <coughs> excuse me. The first thing is the first thing is unrefined. Then when it is unrefined and it can be organic, that just means the plant sources are organic. Unrefined. Then there's certain levels of of processing, extra virgin, virgin, cold pressed and expeller processed. All of those are still good, but it must be unrefined. Okay? It feeds and nourishes our entire neurological system. Coconut oil actually doesn't even get digested. It actually goes in the body and burns up body fat. Because coconut oil, when introduced into the digestive tract, goes directly to the portal vein, the vein that's around the digestive tract, and goes to the liver. And it is the gasoline the liver makes burns so that it can function properly. And it literally—if you have high cholesterol or anything like that—do coconut oil, and it goes down. Yes. In continuation of that question concerning the fat-free and low-fat. <clears throat> she goes on to say, "I'm struggling with myself off and on to lose weight. This won't stop my progress, will it?" In fact, it'll help. It'll help your progress. <clears throat> I'm gonna have to take my own herbs, Jessica. I do so much talking and uh I had to project a few times and it gets me going. In using coconut oil. It is an oil that that burns up other fats in that it feeds and nourishes the liver. If the fat, if the liver doesn't have enough oil, it makes cholesterols and triglycerides. It makes uh, not triglycerides, uh, cholesterol. Okay, it makes inferior fat. So to turn that switch off, you do enough coconut oil uh, in your diet, and it'll make a tremendous difference in the way you feel. You know, just the muddle-headed. You know, kind of like um, what was I doing? Oh yeah, I was doing this. That sometimes is a coconut. I mean, a, an oil deficiency. Okay, so no. In fact, in order to lose weight properly and healthily, you need to have oil in your diet. Oil is not. Now, there is there is some truth to it's easier for the body to store fat than it is to store a carbohydrate or something like that cuz it's got to process it and then store it, okay? So, but coconut oil will never be stored cuz it's used by the liver. Okay? Not the other like olive. Well, olive oil olive oil is not a medium chain fatty acid. It is still a good oil. Don't get me wrong, but it's not used by the liver in, in that type of stuff. Now, fats and oils. I calculated one day how, what it would take to educate all of my patients that come in to see me about these six elements of health. I was amazed how long it would take to give each and every person an in-depth um, understanding. I calculated it would if you saw me once a week, it takes seven months. That's just too long. It's just too long. Also, my office calls are thirty five dollars like a copay. You would invest over a thousand dollars in that information. To me, that was just unacceptable. okay, So what I did? What I have done is I believe the best way to teach people is in a group setting. Get people together. Help them understand. Sometimes you'll have a question that triggers something in them. We have a seminar. It's called the Wisdom of Wellness Seminar. We teach the six elements of health. Now, I don't have a problem with you coming in individually and getting this information from me. That's what I'm about. Uh, the word doctor means teacher. It doesn't mean that God has to ask me if the sun's coming up tomorrow. That's just not the type of individual I am. Okay. This seminar is 490. When is the next one coming up, Jessica? <clears throat> the nice thing about this seminar... Well, we used to have it at uh, the Eleganta Motel. Nice place. But we'd have to educate the chef every time because I want you to taste the food that is involved in this type of cooking to cleanse and to purify your body so that excitotoxins are no longer a part of your life. Just getting people off of excitotoxins is a big advantage because they're everywhere. Helping people know how to avoid them. Understand that just because you're counting calories doesn't mean those are healthy calories. I've looked at some of these weight reduction programs. Oh, my goodness. The reason they lose people lose weight is because of cal- calorie counting. Yes, it helps them lose weight, but it doesn't do anything for their health because it's full of all kinds of terrible, nasty chemicals that cause the cycle to happen again. You know the, you go up and you go down you go up you go down okay this seminar is life changing My wife does a cooking breakfast lunch, and dinner breakfast lunch and dinner in these two days and if you're inter- if you're interested in this information, those people that are online, just go to the link if you're interested today if you will take care of it today it's two seventy my personal guarantee to you my personal guarantee to you is it's life-changing. I've had people come to me and say, well, Dr. James, I've always ate good. I've always taken vitamins and minerals. I've always taken care of myself. And do I need to do the whole thing? Do I need to do this? I said, yes. And on the other side of them doing it, it was so eye-opening to them. They were so grateful. They we went through the entire program to implement it into their life, and they changed their life drastically, and they didn't think that they would. They just wanted the information, but they actually did the program. Now, one of the other things that I wanted to, to share is I had a patient come in the other day that had been working with me, and they had dropped about 75 pounds. But when they came in this time, they had gained probably 90 and I sit sit him down, and I started talking to him. And he said, uh, "I don't know what happened. I just I just don't." He was just really discouraged. I said, "Don't worry about it. We'll figure it out." And as we were talking, we found out. We took time enough to find out that as a young boy, he had been starved, constantly. Starved. That's pretty hard uh, to get over as a kid. You're starved, but as an adult. He said, I found myself looking at my, I found what I do is I look at my plate and I decide, is this enough to last me until I'm going to eat the next time? It's America. You can get food anywhere. (laughs) But that's what he would do. It's 12 o'clock. I've got a lot to do. I'm not going to be able to eat until 8 o'clock tonight. I, I, I need more. He sabotaged himself. Then that same week I had a young lady come in and she had done the same thing. Gained the weight back. And I said, Don't worry, honey, we'll help you get back on track. And she says, You don't understand, Dr. James. When I when I look like this, I still have men hit on me. And I'm uncomfortable. And I knew her history. It was she came from some real abusive homes because she was in the foster program. And she said I began to lose weight and I couldn't handle it. There were men everywhere paying attention to me and it was just too hard to handle. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't help but feel for her. And I told her, "Oh my goodness, sweetheart, we'll help you figure this out. There are mechanisms in our own body that keep us the way we are." We sabotage ourselves. And on the second day, the first day we understand this information, the second day is about implementing the solution. Finding out if there's triggers that that nudge you and keep you from doing what you'd like to do. We take those opportunities and you'll understand what triggers you have. Everyone's a little different. But I've watched people in the audience. You know, you see people and you can tell... They've just had a revelation. Have you ever been in a situation where you you see a light going inside their head? I see this all the time. And when I see that light go off in their head, I realize, good for them. Because then they know what they need to avoid and how they need to take care of. Now, incidentally, these two people that had found their triggers, their hot buttons, their things that sabotage them, they've succeeded since. Because they were able to get past that. So... If you're interested <coughs> in getting rid of a cough, take my herbs, which I am going to go do. Um, but if you're interested in this seminar, would love to have you. We also have another one when? When's it? April, May, June? October, or I'm sorry, July. the next one? July twenty fifth and twenty sixth. We do this every three months. Okay. One of you had a follow up on. Relating to the price of two seventy, there are two questions. Um, I'll ask them both. Perhaps you might answer another one. Um, one of them wants to know if she can bring her daughter for the same price, and or if it's only one person that gets that price, and the other person is asking if there is a couple's discount. Yeah, the couple's discount is no longer four ninety each. Okay? and yes I'm offering this to anybody if you have if you have an aunt or an uncle or somebody that you know would be interested in that if you want to take care of that today today the internet has until four o'clock this group until you leave okay it's 270 okay uh, you need to realize that it is a blast and you're not, you're not going to go away hungry I had one time I'll tell one another story because I got to quit uh, after one of the seminars I came into this room and there was a little girl sitting, and she was writing stuff down, and she was, she was crying. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I need to go find out what happened. And she says, oh, Dr. James, I'm so happy. And I thought, <laughs> wow. I was concerned she was sad. She says, I, I knew that I was, this was a program to be healthy and to lose weight, but I thought the food is going to be nasty. She says, this is doable. This is doable. Incidentally, this little girl has done phenomenal things. So you're going to have fun. It's going to be a blast. Come get to know my family. This whole facility is dedicated to educating people. That's what it's about. I have colleagues that say, why do you tell all the information you know? Well, pfft, you can't help everybody in the world because I help you. you got three or four other people that need help. It doesn't work that way. I don't just collect patients and then never, never need any more. Some doctors have as many patients as they want because they never get anybody better. I get people better. So thank you so much for being here. And those that are on the Internet, please check the links and get the downloads that you would like to have before before 4 o'clock. Thank you so much for coming.